I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. I'm the very exhausted Jordan Ferguson. And I'm super hyped up Caitlin McKinnon. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, I got all the energy because it's late at night. That's where my energy comes. It's like, I got some energy for you. And then my body's like, where were you like five hours ago? As long as one of us does, if you would like to hear any... Of the other 136 episodes where I'm less tired than I am right now. Well, some of them. Yeah, some of them I'm pretty exhausted, too. You can find those on SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. That's where the show lives. Yeah, we just hang out there. Just hang out there. On the stoop. <laughs> Chilling. Talking about ladies. Watching the life go, watching, watching life go by. Yeah. Throwing peanut shells at police. Oh. That type of thing. Oh, damn. We're, 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 we're the bad kids. Oh, we're the bad kids? We're the bad kids. Ooh, and I the, like being the bad and kids. And the police turn around and look at us and wave their nightsticks at us. <gasps> nightsticks? <laughs> what is this, the 1930s? <laughs> it's like, hey, you kids, who threw those peanut shells? And it's like, man, it's one of those other podcasts. You can talk to them. <laughs> um, do I have a little, like... Uh, you have a beanie on. Oh, I have a beanie. With a oh, spinning. Okay. With, a sp- with, with a propeller. Why do I have to have be the propeller kid? <laughs> the propeller kid is the dope kid. No. He's always he's... the breakout star of the of the, of the matinee short. <laughs> he's the one who goes, he's the one who dies tragically in his 30s. What the hell? I'm in my 30s right now. And we'll always remember you. <laughs> I don't want to die. Hit the follow button over on SoundCloud. <laughs> You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live. Or if you're like, that's too much work, I would rather be sitting here and laughing at you and thinking about Caitlin's... Untimely death. Early death. Well, friends, when you see a button on SoundCloud that says subscribe, that's going to take you to Apple Podcasts. You know who's not tired? You know who's always awake 24-7? Is it Chauncey? It is Chauncey. Chauncey's never exhausted because he runs on elfin time. It's true, which is long. It's very long. It doesn't process the way human time does thousands of years long chauncey could have been up for 22 hours and he's like nothing yeah he's like what 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 are even hours he's like laughing at me right now he's like he's like yeah, whatever pussy mortal you pussy can't stay up 27 hours you pussy doing your podcast is he is he is he that use such harsh language <laughs> i feel like chauncey would be more eloquent he probably wouldn't chauncey's a gentleman he's a gentleman and a scholar and an accountant. And also a doctor. And a personal trainer. Really, he's a man of the times. He's also the distribution method for this podcast. And when you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your audio content, your man's is going to come through every week and just smash those episodes into your phone. And ear, but gently and nicely. Nicely. Because we said he's a gentleman. Gentlemen do things gently. Yeah. It's in the name, people. Yeah. If you would like to talk to us about any of these gentlemanly methods, you can do so by any of our various means of communication. Uh, mostly Twitter, but also Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, email. We have an email account. Email. Yeah, any of those. You can come. You can talk to us. We'll try and get back to you as soon as possible. 
It's literally Geek Down Pod for everything. Oh yeah, you can just Google us. You put Geek Down Pod into a social. That's where we are. You yeah. just put. You just take a guess. You can be like geekdownpod at gmail dot com. Yep. That's it. Send your email at Geek Down Pod. I said. We'll get it. It's amazing. <laughs> Future is now. It is now, friends. If you want to give us money to make the show better, or to put into the fund to resurrect Caitlin <laughs> after, from her untimely after death. Her untimely death. If you'd like to get an Imperial Doctor to stick some sort of needle in Caitlin's arm to resurrect her from her untimely death. Save Caitlin. More on that later. (laughs) 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 More on that in the back half of the show. Um, You can go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Find out how you can support this show on a monthly basis. Or if you don't like that kind of commitment, we don't blame you. I mean, you're part of a new generation. Intimacy issues, y'all hate commitment we get it you can just buy us a coffee sure that's like easy enough right ko-fi.com slash geekdown pod three bucks that's barely a commitment barely a commitment you won't even notice it you can handle three dollars yeah you have three dollars on you right now you don't know what to do with you're looking at this three dollars like i don't even want this three dollars i just throw it in the trash no fool no we will we'll take your trash we will gladly take your trash I do know how to segue that, but <laughs> you know who else will take your trash? <laughs> segue it, girl. Who else will take your trash? Um, uh, small stores in uh, the distillery district. They'll take your trash and they'll sell it for lots of money. They, they probably will. Um, Look so- at this swallow's nest <laughs> ashtray. Um, it's $4,700. Wow, that's great. It looks like a pile of sticks you found in my neighborhood. If you have a rotary phone out there... It is worth $65. Kate, it's got a USB drive on it now, though. No. We, we took the old-timey thing and we put a new-timey thing on it. Except these aren't. They're just fucking rotary phones. It's just a phone. It's just a rotary phone. And they're like, $65. Because, you know, it's the distillery district. So, also, we're going to make you pay to be here. So I believe the distil- the distillery district has come up on the show before for things that I've attended, but it's a uh, very bougie area of the city. It is. A newer area of the city. Uh, as most urban centers are wont to do, was formerly an industrial wasteland that they just rezoned and started putting condos into. Yeah. And shops. And now it's... And boutiques. Super mad expensive. Yeah. Not the type of place Kate normally goes. No. Um, so it is beside the neighborhood I grew up in downtown. Right. Like right beside. Um, so this, this is a, a, a story. It's a little bit of a story. So it starts with really wanting to go to a Christmas market and right. hearing that the Toronto Christmas market in the distillery district is like pretty cool. Had you never been? I have never been. Wow. I've been to Christmas markets, but I have not been to this one. Not to the distillery district. No, to the distillery district. No. Um, I had been to the distillery district a couple times before, but like you said, it's pretty bougie. Not usually the place I'd hang out. I did not know I needed to pay to get into the Christmas market. Um, I don't think I knew that. That must be a new thing. It is a oh, new thing. Oh, weekends, yes. Yes. Weekends you do. Weekends and like, except for, I think it's like Tuesday, Wednesday or something. evenings maybe i mean it runs all the time but if you go like during the day during the week you don't have to pay but if you go on the weekends and i think some evenings yeah Yeah, you you do do have to pay so i didn't know this so i felt kind of like a dork but anyways how much is it to get in the distillery six dollars six dollars 
Stupid. Yeah. So I went. I bought my ticket because I was meeting someone there for lunch and I was already there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's $6. The money goes to charity. They're doing it obviously because the traffic is so high. Yeah. Um, but I kind of initially was astonished because I was like, how do you block off part of a city and be like, you have to pay to get into this part of the city? I find that it's a weird – my brain did weird things. Um, but we went – it was great. The lights were pretty. Um, after like four o'clock, it got mad crazy mm. in there. It was like so packed. Um, some of the stores had lineups, which was very strange. Um, and everything was very expensive. And there was the store that I went to in with the rotary phones. They also had this like really gross looking yellow swan dish. And they were like, $85. And I was like, you can go fuck yourself. You bought that at Goodwill for two bucks. Like, I do not... Don't play a player. Like, I I don't... No. No, don't do this. And I know some stupid person is going to buy that stupid swan. I'm mad about it. Rotary phone. Shots fired! Shots fired! Indeed. Also, um, if my parents are listening, where are our rotary phones? <laughs> Just... That's a random question. Yeah, some sell, sell some rotary phones. If my parents are listening, where's the uh, brick-sized cordless phone? When are those are those going to make a comeback? I hope so. Are those vintage items going to make a comeback? The giant, the pull-out antenna that goes oh to like here. Oh, my God. Here. Yes. And if nothing else, in my neighborhood, I can break off the antenna and use it to fend off <laughs> people. Those things hurt. They do. When you were a child and you like got one off of a thing you started hitting people with it high-tech version of a switch yeah it's <laughs> amazing cut grandma a switch um i have a similar story of festive frustration Ooh. so friends i'm exhausted because i worked last night and i made the call it's on me i made the call not to sleep i was a little concerned because well i mean I was late we were delayed yeah originally it was supposed to be around three and i was like i can handle i can handle three because my days this week have just been a wash. I've come home and just passed out. So I didn't have a lot of time to watch the thing that Caitlin gave me. Um, so I had to finish that. By the time I finished watching that, I was like, well, I got to tidy the house and I got to do this and that. And it doesn't leave a lot of time to sleep. So I'm, I'm just not. Fuck it. I'll power through. And then we were delayed. And the second Caitlin said, I'm going to be late. I'll be there at five. I immediately just collapsed into bed and slept, and slept for like 45 minutes. He was like, peace. Um, so yeah, worked last night. I work in a very northern part of the city. It's not crazy accessible by transit. It is not. And on Sundays, it is even less accessible by transit. I love that they're like, no one works on Sunday, right? Here's one bus line. For everyone. That runs along there. And the one bus line is the Dirty Duff bus. You want that real Toronto? Catch that Dufferin bus one day. Or if you want to experience what downtown Hamilton's like. Ride the Dufferin bus. Duff bus. Everybody makes the same joke. It's real funny when you go to message somebody that you're on the Dufferin bus and your phone will change it to suffering. <laughs> Indeed. Yep. Um, so first of all, adding to this was like, normally no one comes in on Sundays. Like if we work a Saturday night, we're out. We're the last ones out. Yeah. Nobody comes in for a few hours. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we were we did really good that night. So I mean, I even have to stay late. My last email was like, okay, I'm I'm good. Let's go. I'm like, get my jacket, and the bell rings in the store. Oh. And one of my coworkers goes and, from a glance, thought it was one of our staff, like, forgot something and came back. Right. 
I'm like, okay, well, cool. Thank you for going to get the door because I broke the escalator earlier on. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't break the escalator, but the escalator got broken on my watch. And I go back in the office and I'm getting my jacket up and stuff. And it's a it's a trainee because, you know, we hire people at Christmas, as yeah. many major Canadian retailers do. Uh-huh. She's there for training at 7 a.m. Like, that seems odd. I've heard nothing about this. Yeah. And she shows me the email she's gotten from like, management yeah. that says this is happening. Oh. Like, okay. And I go down to let some of my staff, the last of my staff out. I see a couple more coming. I'm like, oh, are these more people for the training I knew nothing about? Ooh. Yep. I finally tracked down who's running the training that day. Yep. And yep. Super awesome. Thanks for that information. I guess I could have kicked them out. But that's. <laughs> go wait outside in the cold for half an hour, friends. No. No. I was like, it's like 20 minutes. Fine. I'll stay here. So then it was 20 minutes. This is not the crux of our story. And the crux of that won't make Caitlin laugh, I'm sure. Um, I then have to walk across Hell's Half Acre <laughs> to get to the Dufferin bus it's instead just, of the quick, you know, 10-minute walk to my bus. Of course. Which, because it's Sunday, does not start until 8 o'clock. Or the subway, which, because it's Sunday, doesn't start until 9 o'clock. Yes, because, again, they think that in a city of millions of people, nobody works on Sunday. Nobody works on Sunday. Everybody's tucked at home in their beds. It's fine. Definitely not. But nobody works on Sunday before noon. It's nope. just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, Hell's Half Acre, walk my way across, check my phone, says bus going to be there in nine minutes. And because my phone was exposed to, you know, temperatures less than five degrees centigrade for like 25 seconds, it yeah. like went from 30% battery to just off. Of course. Because Canada. Um, so I have no phone. I'm just trusting that it's going to show up in nine minutes. And I'm standing there and I'm looking up north on Dufferin uh-huh. and I see all these cop cars. Oh no. I'm like, what is this about? And the cop cars kind of like form a motorcade. Yeah. Like they pull off the sides of the road and they're up front. One cop gets out and he's kind of standing there. And I see off in the distance, Pikachu. I'm sorry? A giant Pikachu Um, is slowly rolling southbound on Dufferin. And then Pikachu and Eevee, it turns out, was followed by a scene of some coffee cups playing hockey. And then some snowmen. And I'm realizing, oh my God, it's the Santa Claus parade today. (laughs) Oh my God, it's amazing. And slowly, southbound on Dufferin, every float (gasps) for the Santa Claus parade is going by. Caitlin, do you know how many floats there are in the Santa Claus parade? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Do you know how fast a float moves? Uh, Not very fast. Not very. No, not at all. So picture my face after already leaving 35 minutes late from work. Oh. Watching the entire Santa Claus parade crawl by me. Except you got you got a front row seat for the Santa Claus parade, and I've never been, so I mean, I guess there's that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I got I got all the benefits of the Santa Claus parade with no people. Basically, that's every person's dream who's at the Santa Claus Parade. And then my bus finally crept up. I got onto it and then got to slowly crawl down <laughs> Dufferin behind all these fucking floats. Oh, my God. You were part of the parade. And that was my commute home this morning. That is the best commute. Festival. <laughs> oh, Jordan is not happy about the festivities. <sighs> it's okay, Jordan. You get to be part of the parade. Could you bring up the rear? Of course, my fucking phone wasn't working because I would have loved to have documented that for Instagram. <laughs> That's our funny story, Zuh, for the week. Yeah. 
Good times. We would be remiss as much as we don't really talk about news anymore on this show. Well, we sometimes do. Sometimes do. When it's a major event and we would be remiss if we did not commemorate the passing of Mr. Stanley, who passed away at the age of 95 on Monday, I think. It's always the, like the day after we record. Yeah. We record an episode and then something huge happens, like either the day <laughs> of or the day after. And we're like, oh, well. That's great. Love to talk about that a week later when everybody else already has. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not like, when people are like so sad about it, I'm not sad. The guy was 95 and yeah, I And hope. his wife had died and like, that just sucks kind of when you're alone and. And I hope, you know, I live as long as he does and get half as much out of life as that dude did. Like. Yeah. And I'm sure they're out there. I have not seen them yet, but I even said on Twitter at the time, like, you know, you can save your hot take. Stanley was problematic posts for like a few days. Just for a bit. We all know he screwed over Jack Kirby. Like, okay. Like yeah. Steve Jobs fucked over Steve Wozniak. I still use an iPhone. Like, you know, yeah. the contributions are still, <laughs> are still, still made. Guy basically resurrected a genre. And if, you know, somebody had to put words on those comics, even mm-hmm. if he didn't, you know, create every character as they say he did. I mean, he was a carnival barker, right? Like that was part of the job right? back then. But even if he worked on a very like loose style, the Marvel style, most comics are written in like a, like a screenplay style. His, he basically gave bullet points to artists who would then right. compose the entire book. Maybe sometimes they invented characters on the fly, but I mean, the script still had to get done. Word, words still had to be put in these people's mouths. mouths. Spider-Man still had to crack his jokes. Like, and that all, that all came from Stanley. And I think also that idea that superheroes can... I've seen a lot of this, actually. The comparison between like DC Mar- uh, DC Comics at the time and Marvel t- Comics at the time. Yeah. Um, and the difference in how they approach um, comic book characters. Where mm. Superman is this you know, flawless golden boy. These other Marvel superhero characters, they had issues and problems and like financial woes, right? <laughs> Spider-Man was broke. <laughs> and a kid. Um, and with that comes something really interesting um and i think that also uh despite all the other issues um is part of what made stanley so important to the genre and i even saw a video i mean he was clearly elderly when he made it um so it was recent was a video of him basically just you know shitting on comic gators and their philosophy yes (laughs) just being like i didn't write these to not include people you know, I didn't, I didn't help make the Marvel universe to exclude people mm-hmm. or like, did you even read the X-Men? Like, <laughs> right. Like that type of thing. That's the whole point. Uh, on the flip side of this, I just want to share the, the corresponding tweet. Um, apparently, uh, Bill Maher, troll-like pundit, Bill Maher. Oh yeah. No, no, no. You saw this? Well, oh no, I haven't seen it, but I, I know him well. Uh, he wrote a blog post or something because people still do that apparently. Um, Some. Yes. <laughs> over a certain age. Um, not me, not anymore. <laughs> Sidebar. So another tweet of random tweet of somebody who was like, the only, t- the only seat in the coffee shop was next to Ta-Nehisi Coates. You know, Pulitzer Prize, <laughs> MacArthur Genius Grant, Ta-Nehisi Coates. I also have important writing to do, sir. Would you like to hear my ranking of the Star is Born soundtrack? <laughs> I left. Um, Bill Maher wrote this blog post, basically, you know, deriding people who are sad that, you know, the guy who created the Hulk. Yeah passed away and we're all in a damn morning now and oh you people trying to argue that comics are serious literature literature and sophistication and i mean like okay i i have trolled that particular line as well if i know somebody only reads ya over a certain age i'm like right mm, mm, give me one 
Give me one book from the big boy section. <laughs> Please. I get you like Harry Potter. Cool. I, I, I always have this. I think you can entertain yourself however you want. But like you said, it's not serious literature. Um, I think I think if you think you're se- reading serious literature, there's a problem. She said it. Um, you can come at me. I don't know why I hit shots fire. I'm just going to have to hit, hit again in two seconds. Because unexpected master of shade Neil Gaiman Ooh, yeah. <laughs> chimed in on this mm. on Twitter. Uh, quote, Mars just trolling and lots of people are rising to the troll. Bracket. Julie Birchall did it better 30 years ago with her. There aren't any adult comics because adults don't read comics line. More people cared about Stan Lee's death than care about Bill Maher alive. Oh, oh, oh! So has, has Bill Maher got someone to take him to the burn ward after that? <laughs> Am I on the USA Network? Because I just saw a burn notice. Oh, oh, wow! Yeah, hopefully he's had that basketball removed from his nose after Neil came and just dunked on him on Twitter. Oh, just I did not didn't know he had it in you, Mister Gaiman. Well done. Well done. And I have nothing else I could possibly say on that story that he didn't say better. So. What else is out there? So, Kate. Yeah. Kind of not an important moment, but something I was I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. And immediately, you know, something happened that made me will make me have to double back on this. But I I really feel I hit a moment and I was like, that's the button. Oh. I'm- that's the buttoned for. Jordan Record Collecting 2018. What? That's the button. I mean, it's November. There's a month and a half left of 2018. I was so, going mean, to say. It's not that, you know, impressive a statement. But definitely had this thing. I had this back and forth thing where like... So I mentioned previously that when I bought that New Jabez record, it was part of a record store day in Japan. Yep. And a couple of the other things that were up for grabs were two records by a woman named Penny Toyama. One called Next Door. One called Sexy Robot. Love it. Which has a song called Sexy Robot. Also love it. That I only assume is about a sexy robot. Of course. What what else would you assume? What else would you assume? And HMV Japan, mm-hmm. who, runs disc, who runs the Discogs, yeah. had those up there. And I'm like, well, let me just put them in the cart. Because the way Discogs works is you can put them in the cart yeah. and you can leave them there basically forever. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to you don't have to buy them. Right. Things may disappear of course. as they are sold other places. You just want to put a placeholder on that and be like, let me think. Let me think about this. Let me see what payday looks like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is a dimension of the story. I forgot when I started it. <sighs> so payday came. Payday was a little light. Right. Jordan didn't work as much the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Jordan was happy not to work as much the last couple of weeks because listen to him now. He's only a little bit tired. But I was like, oh, man, but I got I got to get a train ticket to go home. Yeah. Because if I wait too long on that, it's going to be like you know, $300. I got to mm-hmm. get it. I'm already waiting too late. Ended up costing me like, you know, 100, 150 bucks for the train ticket. Right. And then I should probably pay some, pay my cell phone bill. I never pay all of it. You never pay all of it? Because fuck you, Bell. That's why. <laughs> You're not getting all my money on time. Nope. Remember, that, remember that time you shut my shit off? Yeah. When I was mad broke and then you tried to charge me $50 to turn it back on? Yeah, not happening. That's the $50 that carries over month to month. And you'd be like, Mr. Ferguson, you still, you're late $50. I'm like, I know. You're right. And guess what? When I finally leave your asses, you still ain't going to get it. You're just going to walk away. I'll be getting final notices. I'll be getting collections. I'll be like, oh, Mr. Ferguson, you if this will impact your credit, you'll never be able to get a mortgage. And I will laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> I'll never get a mortgage. Will this affect my RSP contributions? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
die penniless. Oh yeah, yeah, basically. Um, <sighs> so I, that means I still had to give them some money, right? Um, when that fifty dollars carries over, it's like okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the hundred seventy five for the phone and the internet, and that fifty dollars stays there, and I got to pay my credit card bill, and there's just it was just not enough. I can't do this, right? There's no, and I'm trying to like crunch the math, and I'm like, I think I pretty fill my presto card and you know oh, yeah. food at some point like you know we only just, need food to survive and it's like i could do it but it's not responsible no oh well and then jordan went it's a three pay month yeah it is jordan already paid his credit card on the last pay what <laughs> boop 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 <laughs> but all three I didn't even say what the third one was yet. Oh, okay. so here's the thing. Here's the other reason why I justified this to myself because I always have a justification. Penny Toyama or Hitomi Toyama, Penny Toyama, whatever her name is. I first came across her when the first time I heard City Pop was a thing. Yeah. This guy, Ed Mata, who's a very large Brazilian man. Fantastic. <laughs> did a mixtape for one time publication. I don't know if they still have a website, but they're not a magazine anymore. Wax Poetics did a mixtape. like Ed Mata City Pop. Like what's City Pop? It's got a Japanese lady on the front. Let me listen to this. That's good. And it was good. And then the song called Love is the Competition by Penny Toyama started. And I went, what is happening in Japan? And you're like, Emma Brain right and now. that was the first one. And then you asked Hisa about it. And I didn't think I was cool with Hisa like I am now. But I was like in there one day. And they may have had a copy of it once. And then they didn't. And I was like, how much did that go for? And he was like, that was like 180 bucks. I'm like, okay. Wow. So even before City Pop really started becoming a thing mm-hmm. in the last year or so among a certain sphere of collectors those records were always like yeah uh, never thought i would you know I'm, well i'm never going to have those right um and then they get reissued for you know 40 bucks a pop i can't have those records yeah and then I had a big long story about what the third record was and how it makes me cry. And, and, and Caitlin and I listened. had a really intense emotional moment. Yeah. And technology didn't record any of it. No, God, please, no, no. Yeah. So it was kind of sad, actually. So you were spared that, listeners, because we'll never recapture it. We're not doing it again. But uh, listen to uh, Safari by Sakwatoki on Spotify. Uh, also, be careful about the last song. It may make you cry. It might make you cry. The point was that I need music that makes me cry because the winter sads are coming. And they are coming on strong. And I can't listen to Coldplay for four months. Ugh. The first album's dope. Ugh. first album's dope. Ugh. I'm a, I'm a parachutes apologist. <laughs> um, I uh, just listen to a lot of uh, Florence and the Machine this time of year. <laughs> Lorena McKennett. <laughs> and Lorena McKennett. The Mummer song. Love it. Love it. Um, the Mystic Stream. Amazing. <laughs> Nights in Karmash or whatever it is called. So good. Yeah, that. That. So yeah, I thought it was going to be a nice button on twenty Jordan's record collecting 2018. And then I'm on the bus last night and Perfume's like, hey, we're super excited. Our album's coming out on vinyl in February. And I'm like, you oh. motherfuckers. We're going to make three colors. Pink, clear, and green. But we're only going to make as many as the pre-orders are. So you mother. They're, they're just so, assholes. So I they? can't even wait till the show in April. I can't even be like, I'll pick it up at the show with the photo book. <laughs> something else. All the things. Bracelet. <laughs> Keychain. Tiara. Pin. All that business. Nope. You're going to make me order it now, huh? Can I get the tiara? I don't know if they have a tiara. They better fucking have a tiara now. They, that they, I'm they had a pancake pan 
the what? last store I went to. What? I don't know if they had it for sale at the... Uh, no, they, did they? It was like a pan that if you made a pancake in it would like have a little like design of the three of them. It's amazing. Well, their shit is always weird. Yeah. It's like as a manicure kit with our logo on it. Like, Sure. Sure. So that's why I'm surprised basically that they don't have a tiara. And if you were listening perfume, you need to have a tiara. If you're listening, I love you. Please come and rescue me from the drudgery that is my life. And Also make tiaras. <laughs> that would help. Help with the sads. Caitlin, what gets you through the sads? Um, finding random things on YouTube to watch. Oh, what are we finding? Um, I've actually, so I'll, I'll explain because it needs a little bit of explanation. So I like, uh, forensics as we know from all my forensic files watching so much forensic, so much. And I like mysteries and sometimes I like unsolved mysteries. Very much so. Which brings us to the BuzzFeed YouTube show, Unsolved True Crime, or Unsolved uh, Conspiracies, or there's it's just called Unsolved. And there are these two guys, and I can never remember their names, um, and they remind me of Jordan and I in that they are idiots. <laughs> like, they are just so stupid. Money, I'm offended. What are you talking about? We talk about all the time how we're just a couple of idiots. <laughs> yeah. We're just dumb morons that enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And it's just these two friends. One of them is basically telling the other about he does all the like research into stuff. Mm. He doesn't have the best narrative voice, but you get used to it after a while. But it's just fun to watch them freak out about stuff and be stupid. And it's also really interesting because they these are very short episodes, maybe ten minutes. Mm. Um, they explain some unsolved thing. Sometimes they're spooky. Sometimes they're ghost stories. Sometimes it's about just murders that have never been uh, solved. Mostly murders. Um, sometimes they've talked a little bit about heists. Some stuff I've never even heard of before, um, which has been really really interesting. And uh, yeah, that's just, that's what's been getting me through the days. Unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mysteries. Um, though be careful, don't watch them at night too much because then you think you're going to get stabbed and buried in a box somewhere. Give you the spookies. Yes. Always. Well, I haven't had time to watch much of anything. Mostly I just watch wrestling countdown videos, um, on YouTube. Basically see YouTube. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's all you need is Netflix and YouTube. Uh, the only other thing I made a point to watch was four episodes of She-Ra. She-Ra. Princesses of Power. Um, I'm sorry to Kayam because I totally thought I was going to get a chance to watch She-Ra Friday night and I did not and I haven't watched it and I'm very sad. Why are you apologizing to Kayam for that? Because I was like, Kayam messaged me and was like, oh my God, She-Ra. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to watch it and I'll totally get back to you. And then uh, Saturday rolled around and I was like, he said, oh my God, She-Ra is still so good after this many episodes. And I was like, I have not watched it and I'm sorry. I'm not saying, oh my God, She-Ra. I'm saying... Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. That probably means, oh my God, Shira for me. Probably. So, okay. I'll take it. It's a kid's show, right? And yeah. I also didn't get, I got like four episodes in and I didn't get far enough to like, I by reading the episode synopses, it's like, and then they go this place and meet this princess and then they go this place and meet this princess. Right. I'm not at that point yet. Maybe right. it'll pick up then. Um, I'm kind of watching it just because I'm curious to see how they are going to negotiate her origins in a He-Man free world. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. they mentioned Grayskull. Mm-hmm. It's like... For the honor well, of Grayskull. Well, what is Grayskull yeah. here? 
Like how how you retcon in that because she was basically He Man was super popular and the company was like, oh, let's make He Man for girls. Yeah, we'll make her his sister. Yeah, it's so like she was like an offshoot of this already established lore, such as it was. Yeah, I, I they made a book. They made a. I don't roll deep with the with the He Man universe. I know like Hordak was Skeletor's boss. Like. If, um, I have like a vague recollection of that. Yeah. I mean, like aside from like the first opening of the like original '80s cartoon, like it's not like He Man or Prince Adam was showing up like every week. Like no. it was its own thing, but it was definitely you know, Castle Grayskull was in her transformation. Yes, like, so I'm just fucking sparks and shit. <laughs> she did have a better transformation than He Man and better animation. I because felt like it was later. So yeah, there there are things I I enjoyed. Um, there's a kids show, right? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm not gonna chide a kids show for you know being childish or formulaic <laughs> yes it's a kid's show yeah but it's if you have you know if you're uh you know 10 year old girl and you see this you're probably gonna fucking love it so which is what i was like when i was four and i saw shira and i used to rush home for lunch after kindergarten to watch shira because she was the best she's my first feminist icon i also like that she's huge yeah like when she transformed she's like three feet taller than everyone else yeah it's amazing i love it so yeah, that's all I've had. I haven't, I haven't had time to play horsey. You haven't played horsey? Not really. I did a couple things on horsey, but like my favorite thing with, cause I have two guys at work who are also playing is there's this, the names in this game are fantastic. Right. And there's a, there's a rival, uh, outlaw leader named Cole Muldriscoll and they're just always yelling his name. Uh, Driscoll. Cole Muldriscoll. Uh. Got one of those old Driscoll boys. Cole Muldriscoll. <laughs> so uh, if, you know context-free one of us will just walk by and scream at another one like come on let's go <laughs> um leviticus cornwall was another fucking another, amazing. Char- another character in the game there should be more people named leviticus i think <laughs> so uh, there's definitely a hosea uh, hosea there's a hosea right. there might be a josiah right. somewhere as well a hosanna maybe it was great it was great biblical names so good so yeah i uh, still had the sense of dread but i mean oh that's just the game what else what else did I do? I, I drove a remote control boat. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That came... What? <laughs> it was like a little si- side stranger mission where some guy was looking for investors for his invention, but he needed me, Arthur, to like steer it, and it was a remote control boat that fired torpedoes. Amazing. And they had to like shoot these other like little warships in a pond. What? Why? I don't know. It beats fishing. Nothing beats fishing. I caught a legendary sturgeon. Did I tell you that? Again? No. Oh, oh. No, this did I mention that last time? Yes, and you showed does, me on the map where that, you caught it. Does everyone know about my legendary fish? Yeah, it's the same bridge I threw that dude off of that Caitlin is still bringing up a week later. Because he was all like, oh, my character is just like, don't worry about it. These things happen. I'm like, like throwing a man off a bridge and murdering him. These things happen. It's fine. Whatever. Justice happens. <laughs> don't kill a woman in the middle of the street. You will get hogtied and thrown off a bridge. I don't make the rules. Welcome to the Wild West, motherfucker. <laughs> they don't call it the Polite West, Caitlin. They call it the Lawless West. It's true. It's true. What did um, I expect? What did you expect? Oh, I got attacked by some inbreeding rednecks. Ooh. Who only- were very clearly inbreeding rednecks who were going to rob me, and the game gave me multiple opportunities to leave. Right. But I was like, eh, let's just see how this played out. This one actually did work out cool because it's like, go put them with mama so you wake up like next to this corpse uh. within walking distance of the cabin. And I think it's supposed to be raining when you wake up. Right. Um, 
So I picked up the corpse of their mother, walked back to the house, kicked the door in, threw the corpse of their mother on the kitchen floor. The woman attacked me with a knife. It just worked out really cinematically because I just hit the button and Arthur pistol whipped her two times. Amazing. And then the dude came, you know, the fat hillbilly came downstairs and started shooting at me. And it was just like, you know, dead eye, blam, blam, blam. Amazing. <laughs> then you had to find your money because they took all my money. I got like $3,000. What? Don't you have a bank? I'm too busy robbing them. Oh, you need a place for your money. That is one D&D. That is one of the first things you learn. You need a bank account because people will fucking steal everything on you. Or you'll have to take it all off because it'll all be on fire. Well, that's another thing that happened this week after last week after we went off air. I showed Caitlin a Facebook video a mutual friend of ours had posted about some theme park in Utah that's basically oh, basically a immersive oh. LARPy D&D experience. So do you know who's going to Utah next year? Have you priced this out? Are you uh, sure you're doing it? We are not 100% because... Uh, I believe earlier in this episode you have mentioned crunching numbers, but um, <laughs> and responsibility and responsibility and paying you know the things you need to pay. Um, but it is a high. I even just like so. Senior correspondent Chris has wanted to go to Utah for years because that is the weirdest. I know. I, I know because of Zion National Park, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And let's be honest, he knows about Zion National Park and its beauty from. Uh, Fallout. Fallout New Vegas. So... Homie about that salt flat life. So, and it's just like, it's an unbelievably beautiful place. Um, so he's wanted to go to Utah for a long time. So you I just like... only go if you go to the salt flats and recreate the Water Run Dry video by Boyz II Men. I don't know that we could I just do want that. a wide pan shot and of you in flowing shirts just doing, throwing your arms out so like this like as clench. things bi- yes this clench, fist clench fish, fish, fist, fist pull clench. down fist yep. clench pull double yeah double? yes that's oh, very double. so okay. you know you're very emotional right hands up eye level yeah palms toward you yeah fist clench pull one smooth motion and then like you know into the wings oh into the wings into the wings that's very good my if my any of my neighbors are looking in the window right now <laughs> Uh, floored by this. That's the only way you can go to Utah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I just put, mentioned the words like Utah and D and D theme park, <laughs> immersive theme park, and it was like over. I was like, <laughs> it took you the rest of the night to get them off the ceiling. <laughs> I was just like, we're just talking about it. We're just, I'm going to Utah. <laughs> I just kept on saying, I'm like, we're talking, we're talking, we're going to Utah. It's <laughs> like, oh Jesus. So yeah, it looks amazing, and we're going to Utah. <laughs> So I don't know when. It's sometime next year. Why? This is just the nerdiest fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is, hey, this is why we're here. This is what this we do. This is why we're here. You want to know why else we're here? Why? Flash. Ah! Save the universe. Save the universe. Save everyone. If you have no idea what we're talking about, it seems as good as time as any to take a break right here and come back with the third installment of November Crapathon. Bouncing back. Bouncing back from last week's low, low tide. No. I think we're back on it. I think, we I think we're going to be back on it this week, friends. Yep. Stick around. Be right back. And welcome back to the show. This is the ha- 
Jordan's eating cookies. <laughs> just eating cookies. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so care exhausted, anymore. y'all. I don't care. He just needs the sugar to get through the rest of the episode. Yep. Okay. This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. However, before we get started, whether it's a crapathon or not, we've got rules. You can't just throw the rules out the window because it's crapathon. No. I mean, that makes it part of the fun, right? The first rule is the rule of three. That is the rule that you have to watch three episodes, if that's what you've been given to watch, or read three chapters of a book, if that's what you've been given to read, or consume three of something. However it comes. However it comes. Consume three. Yes. This episode, it applies to one thing and does not apply to another, because one thing is a show and one is a movie. And I kind of threw it out the window on the one thing that it was applicable for. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what? They're short episodes. Just get as much as you can. Yeah. Fill up. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. We, for reasons you will understand, <laughs> have also thrown that rule out the window. Already this episode, we have thrown this out the window. We talk about, we big up talk the rules and then we're like, fuck the rules. Who cares about the rules? It's, it's real hard during Grapathon. And this, in this case, again, you will figure out why so soon, why that is so hard. Um, but usually we want you guys to have the freshest of, freshest of takes. In this case, we wanted to, we, we had to, and but now we're going to have you join in on the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, the last rule, which isn't really a rule. It's more of just a policy. It's that there will be spoilers. Who, Who cares? cares? Really? If I mean. If you care. If you care. If you care during Crabathon. Mm. 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 We're doing some faces. Mm. mm. Faces. Just, I don't know. I don't. I got nothing for you. I don't no. know what to tell you. No. You know what? Go watch these things if you haven't watched them already, and then you'll understand. Faces. Yes. Faces. Okay, so we're gonna start about the thing I brought, Jordan. Um, when so I was talking to senior correspondent Chris about like I needed, I need something else. I knew what the last thing I was gonna give you would be. I almost feel like I should have saved this for the end, but that's okay. I just, because I was so excited in the car, we were talking about all these different movies and maybe what I could give you. And then we were talking about like, like bad space movies. And then it just like hit me like a thunderbolt. Like a thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. I was in the car and I actually howled and I couldn't get it out. And finally I told senior correspondent Chris and Chris was both. Uh, excited, but also was concerned that you had seen it, and I was like, I, I don't think when so. When would I have I ever? I don't think so. Unless someone held him down and forced him. Unless I have found myself in the universe of Anthony Burgess's A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I was thinking of exactly. Um, and that thing is, Jordan. Ah! 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 Yes! As soon as I told senior correspondent Chris, mm-hmm. not only did we do this, you scream the theme song at each other. Yeah. Oh, we 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 do it actually quite often. <laughs> we just both one of us will go flash, the other one go ah. Um, we both went Gordon's alive <laughs> because, and this will come up. Brian Blessed is blessedly in this film, um, and yeah. still playing in the background. Kane doesn't have cans on. So I don't. She know. I don't playing. know. It doesn't matter. Um, so there's a tons of things about this film um, that I want to talk about. Uh, the first is that I had forgotten that 
Queen did the soundtrack. That was the first thing I fucking noticed. I'm, of course. Not even from Freddie Mercury's voice. I just heard Brian May's guitar tone and went, <laughs> right? this is Queen. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. It's what it was the fir- one of the first times in a film that one band sort of did the theme theme songs uh, for the movie. Um, and as soon as, like, I couldn't, I kept on saying no. <laughs> and so your correspondent, Chris, was like, yeah, Queen did the theme song. I was like, no. I kept on saying no. And then he played it. And immediately I was like, oh, my God, it is Queen. <laughs> of course. It's all coming back to me. Um, the other thing was that I, George Lucas was going to make Flash. Yes. They wouldn't give him the rights. And so he made Star Wars. We have Star Wars because they would not make him make, wouldn't let him make Flash, which I think is kind of amazing. And we wouldn't have gotten we this, wouldn't have gotten this this flash movie if they had um now okay, I'm gonna do a little bit of the plot, but the plot is very convoluted, <laughs> partially why it's part of the crapathon so much going on um there is sorry the theme song's getting real busy oh, okay. I'm just gonna turn right. this down there is basically a flash Gordon who is a football player in this iteration. Um, originally a polo player, apparently. Yeah, um, and originally a, a one of the first com- like comic books, uh, first sci-fi series. Yes. Um, and it definitely came out of a time, and you'll kind of see this in things like Star Wars, um, in He-Man, where there's like this mix of like fantasy and space. Yes. Like it's a very strong mix of these things. Um, uh, the princess of Mars, same thing. Like it's a very like fantastical spacey world. Um, and, uh, so flash is a football player and there's a reporter. Is that what she is? Something. I don't even know how they knew each other before they got on the plane. Uh, They didn't know each other before they got on the plane. No, they get, they get on a plane, stuff happens. They see a mad scientist. Immediately they're in love. They, they fly to... Uh, outer space. M- Mongo? Mongo. Is that where it is? Um, and they meet basically th- the evil villain. It's like the evil villain from every thing that's making fun of evil villains. Um, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> Let's put it that way because, like, Flash is captured like three times and. For the savior of the universe, he's not very good at saving anyone. No. Terrible he at his job. can't even save his girlfriend. Terrible at his job. She saves herself. Um, I'm trying to think other things that are going on. There's like, a, is there some sort of robot who, who's like the leader of the... So when they all get split up is basically what it is. Flash is killed, air quotes. Yes. Get to that in a minute. <laughs> Flash is killed, resurrected by the horniest alien princess the world has ever seen. Yes. Horny, very important. Horniest regent in the galaxy. Yep. Princess Aura, is that her name? I think that's it. Daughter yeah. of Ming, when you even say what his name was, Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless, which is just like, if you don't even know Flash Gordon, you know Ming the Merciless. You know Merciless. the name Ming the Merciless, played by Max von, von Sydow, because of course. Because of course. Um, Yeah, they all get separated. Dale, which is the girlfriend's name, gets taken as a concubine. Yes. Harem, harem girl for Ming. Um, the what is the doctor's name? Zarkon. Zarkon. He's clearly supposed to be Jewish. I don't know if Zarkon is a Jewish name or not, but I, who knows? Um, he gets like reprogrammed. Yeah, they want to like make him an agent of their evil empire. 
and Flash goes off to petition the uh, Mongol is like an entire like star system, I guess. Yeah. Even though the sure. planets are like more like asteroids or moons, and they're very easily accessible. <laughs> From one to another, it doesn't quite make any sense. There's some, there's some hawk, you only ever see like the hawk people. The f- ice planet is like mentioned. They're like a reception at the start so, of like, it. I think is it the like the hawk planet? It's called like Aria, and the ice Fri- planet Phrygia. Fr- the, the ice planet's called Phrygia. Yeah. Like they weren't that inventive with this stuff. It was like from 1935. So I mean, give them this props. Um, and they basically they end up there because Ming encounters Earth and decides to like I don't know use. First of all, I I don't even know where to start. Like I'm just getting into now. I'm like plot and my thoughts, and I don't even. It, it, this is what I'm saying. There's just like there's so much plot going on that a makes no sense. I'll summarize it thusly. I went to close that YouTube window with the <laughs> with the themes for the theme song. Yeah. The first comment was, "This movie is a glorious piece of shit. I love it." <laughs> <laughs> and that That's, kind of perfectly summarizes my yeah. thoughts here. Um, it clearly has an aesthetic. Yep. Shouts to that. All the money went into sets and costume design. Yep. Um, did not go into the casting of the lead. No. And this is the thing. So, like, Max von Sydow is in it. Um, we've got Brian Blessed. And there's, like... You're the only person who is a part of this podcast who will know who Brian Blessed is. What? I guarantee. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Brian Blessed, famous, unbelievably famous British actor. Clearly a stage actor. Shakespearean actor, of course. Just tell every time he opens his mouth in this thing. Yeah. And he also is very famous for swearing a mad streak. Like he's just amazing at swearing up and down. Um, Brian Blessed is great. Uh, But (laughs) there, and then there's like, I think one or two other, like you would know them actors. Um, with uh, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Like, St- Walmart brand Bond. He's in there. And and like, yeah, there's like, it's like speckled. And then the, all the leads, no idea. Nobody. Probably never been in another film in their life. Maybe. Flash himself was apparently a Playgirl centerfold. So yeah. that was his claim to fame. And. He waved his wang in print. Lovely. Um, and that is kind of part of what's amazing about it. They also, the leads like cannot act. Especially Flash. I mean, listen, my first moment where I was like, oh, no, this is extra bad, which is tipping, <laughs> which is tipping it over into good bad, yeah. is when Flash, for reasons, decides... <laughs> which is most of the film. <laughs> decides, decides to... Oh no, is, he wants to save Earth because... Right, that's the point I was making before. The whole crux of this is Ming stumbles across Earth. Yeah. And with his, you know, 1973 Dodge Dart dashboard that he has... <laughs> With light up gas gauge switches, chain check oil switches for uh, tornadoes. Yep, that's so good. <laughs> Hurricanes, hail. He just starts throwing weather systems at the Earth because, and apparent- ultimately, he's tipping the moon towards it. Is that what it is? Yeah, slowly the moon is coming towards the so Earth. So Earth is just is coming apart. Yeah, and Zarkon also for reasons apparently knew this was coming. Yeah, um, he he was pretty sure this was this was. By aliens. This was not regular. He had the information. End he, of days. He knew. Um, so he was building a rocket. For reasons. For reasons. He was, was he even trying to stop it? What was his plan for stopping it? He was just going to fly a rocket to them. And then maybe, I don't know, talk to them nicely. I guess. Flash and Dale are on a plane, private plane from, I don't know, football? Football, I'm sure. <laughs> Flash is football. For reasons. <laughs> reasons. 
Um, the pilots are attacked by a floating Ming head somehow. Um, and are killed instantly. Flash, who just got, who just had a flying lesson like last week. Yeah. Perfectly capable of landing that plane in an Amazonian rainforest. Yep. Which is what he does. Crashes directly into Zarkon's lab. And Zarkon is like, I need people to push this pedal in my rocket. <laughs> my rocket runs on pedal power. I need somebody to push this. Get on, get on the rocket. Yep. So now they're all there. Okay, so that's how they end up in this, like, reception for Ming where all the, like, feudal kingdoms have come to pledge allegiance to Ming. Alien kingdoms. And... From astro planets. <laughs> astro planets. Flash decides, nah, we ain't no. doing this. Mm-mm. This guy's bad. Yep. I'm, we gotta stand up. I'm Flash fucking Gordon. I don't... I just... I fight bad guys. And throw that's footballs at them. Does a very poor job of it. Mm-hmm. Fighting is not his strong suit until Professor Zarkon grabs a watermelon, a helmet. I don't even know what it is, but it is roughly the size of a football. And just the Popeye theme starts up. <laughs> and suddenly that is the Flash goes Super Saiyan. All he needed was to cradle something in his arm. And suddenly yeah. he's just, you know, throwing shoulder tackles at Imperial Guards. No, the best one was when he threw himself on the ground and rolled rolled and bowled them over so good that was the moment the second he started like running plays on on these guards i'm like oh this is extra bad i did a a button loop x (laughs) (laughs) called a nickel nickel defense football um it's like oh my god yeah this is extra bad although i was smirking when throughout this fight because the prince all the people who are like so they're all princes, right? It's like it's like Shira. They're all princes. Yeah. Um, every planet has a prince. And basically, I guess Ming gives these planets to people. Yeah. Take them away too. So the Hawk people, which is what's his name? It was something like Vulcan. So I'm just going to call it Vulcan. Oh, okay. I don't um, know. It's, that's the Brian Blessed dude. He is uh, throughout this fight. Someone will pop in front of him. Valen. Valen, sure. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. People will pop up in front of him, other guards or whatnot, and he'll low-key, like, club them in the back of the head and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Brian Blessed. He's only playing Brian Blessed. Uh-huh. That's why it's Brian Blessed, and I don't know his other prince name. It's just Prince Bl- Brian Blessed. <laughs> prince Brian Blessed. With a fantastic, fantastic beard. Um, there were just so many mo- moments in this where I was just like, why is this happening? <laughs> Jordan, you know why. Reasons. Reasons. Why does Dale never take off the ornate, elaborate headwear she's always being dressed in? Reasons. You have to escape this tyrant. Maybe take the heavy-ass headbreast off of your Unless off of your head. she was like, I actually really like this look. And <laughs> She's like, girl, I'm killing it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> high fashion on Mongo is <laughs> just crushing it. Um, so, yeah. Flash is killed. <laughs> oh, no. Um... And Ming's daughter, Aura, horny. Oh, yeah. So horny mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Was that in the original comic? 1935. I'm going to be hard-pressed to think that in the 30s. I don't know. 30s could be wild sometimes. Aura was getting that horny. But she's mad horny. And Flash, despite being like, I got to save Dale, who I just met <laughs> on a plane yesterday. <laughs> for reasons. For reasons. Loki has no problem with having Aura just no. <laughs> hop on his junk. Um, like, figuratively, she straddles him. There's no there's no sexy sex because it's still, you know, pulpy, all-ages comic stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then they just they're trying to get the princes to like unite and revolt against Meng, and they do ultimately. And then Flash got like three wardrobe changes. Yeah, he's got like three different tank tops he goes through. And <laughs> he's got a white one and a, a red one and a black and red one. And most importantly, mm. they find out at a certain point that Gordon's alive, which is apparently this like. This thing that just tailed Brian Blessed for the rest of his life. I didn't think oh, it was yeah. that funny. I knew it was coming so, when I read it on Wiki, but... This is the thing. I didn't know. And so I watched... I went into going to watch Flash Gordon, kind of having this idea of what Flash Gordon was. I'd seen the cartoon in, like, the late 90s. There's a Flash Gordon cartoon that was not too bad. Um, very different than the comics. And so when Senior Correspondent and Chris found out I had not seen Flash Gordon, it was like one of the first things we watched. She was like, we're watching this right now. Perk your ass, woman. Um, and I picked up on the Gordon's Alive thing. And I, we do it to each other all the time. I didn't know everyone else thought it was as funny as I did. <laughs> I think it takes a certain type. I get the British people. <laughs> Fucking British people. Um, but yeah, no, it's a huge thing. There's tons of memes. It's tailed him for the rest of his life. Poor Brian Blessed. Poor Brian Blessed. Um, that's what Chris knew Brian Blessed from. <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> and I was like, he's been in like all these other things. And he was like, he played, Flash he played Lear for the Royal Shakespeare Company. He was in Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um, um and yeah, I so I don't know. I think it just takes a certain type who thinks it's fucking hilarious. Um, one thing I did notice early on in this movie that I liked is that it so unabashedly wears its comic bookness on its sleeve, which is interesting. Like the opening credits, like show panels from the comic, yeah. and I mean every Marvel movie does that now yeah. with the opening title card. So that's not doesn't seem that new. But in like when this coming out, nineteen eighty, like eighty, yeah. That's kind of unheard of. There's to be that unashamed of it. There's a couple of interesting things about this film. Um, one, they it is a notoriously bad film. The filmmakers talk about how they didn't know they constantly were tweaking the script because they didn't know how to make it. They didn't know it was bad. Well, no, because they they wanted to make it funny, but and and you know didn't want to treat it seriously because it was a comic book. But realized that that was a bad decision. Um. The thing about Star Wars is it's silly, but they treated it seriously. Ultimately, they played it straight, yeah. Yeah. There was maybe some funny stuff, but it was from the lines, not the fact that it was sort of this, like, weird, crazy world that they were in. Um, the other thing, it did really well in theaters. Did it? Um, it did. made twice its budget. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and which I find so fascinating because Star Wars was out <laughs> it had been out so even i don't know if they tried to market it as like definitely totally like star wars it was it is not um well sci-fi also wasn't really popping like that in that yeah. era right so like star wars kind of like i guess if you clamored for anything yeah right? if you were like please more space yeah space then. weird magic stuff um and sidebar oh, yeah why is everybody melting when that dude with the gold skull face, whatever, yeah, finally gets thrown onto a spike platform, mm -hmm. like melting his eyes, like roll out of his head, like that's bizarre. I think they were just like, "What's a weird thing that we could do that seems awful?" Cool. Yeah, I think that was it. Do you know my favorite part of all of this? What? When at the end, um, after Flash has driven a rocket into Ming, yep, 
and stabbed him with the nose cone? It was a rocket bike. Was it a... No, I thought he had the whole ship at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He drove a whole ship. I was thinking about the rocket bike. He finally, uh, he finally, you know, rallies at least two of these kingdoms, the bird people and the swamp people. I think that's right. Timothy Dalton. Who's got... Who fights Flash for like the middle third of the movie because he's got angry boners for the princess. Oh, my God. And the princess has got angry boners for Flash. This is... So many boners flying around. This is a mess. It's just a mess. They fight for a while. They put Flash in the swamp. I remember how they got it. Listen, there was some phone watching on this. Uh, there has to be. There was some. There was some phone flicking during this movie, so there may have been some minor details I missed. Um, Flash rallies the troops, drives a drives a rocket directly into Ming, stabs him. Ming escapes? Question mark by turning his oh his weirdo ring onto himself. Yeah, and then seems to vanish into it. And then there was a moment. Right at the end, after they watched the bird people fly in formation to say, thanks, Flash. Yeah. Flash, what did you do? You didn't do anything. <laughs> you drove a rocket into Bang, but that was about it. He rallied the people, Jordan. He's the voice of the people. Rallied the, the people. The savior of the universe. Savior of the universe. Savior of the universe. Savior of the universe. It's a fucking fast fabric land theme song. I can't not do it. Um, <laughs> See? See, I told you. <laughs> um... There's a shot of the ring on the ground and a black cloaked hand, I don't know, one of Ming's underlings or something, comes into the shot, grabs the ring, pulls it away. The end comes up on the screen and I'm like, oh, do it. Do it. Oh, it did. Do it. Question mark. The end? <gasps> nah, son. Nah, son. It's never the end. Never the end. Not of Ming the Mer- Merciless. Flash, is a- Flash Gordon's battles will never end. That'll be your new drop for next week. <laughs> Flash. Uh, bearing in mind for November Crapathon, we give out punch kicks. Yes. Which are the inverse, which are we acknowledge that these things are bad, but we give them credit for how much we enjoyed them despite the badness. Yep. Flash Gordon gets an eight. Oh, nice. Excellent. Turn that bomb up. I'm not going to recut it because I want Caitlin's reaction to stay in. Bomb drops on you. It's an eight. That's amazing. Like, I can't say it any better than that YouTube commenter. It's a glorious pile of shit. Yeah. It's fantastic. And like, it's so weirdly of its time because there's like Queen in there and they were trying, obviously trying like, had been trying to make this movie for a while and Star Wars had already been out. So like, no matter, you're going up against Star Wars, which is just like a bad idea and you didn't get anybody who was like a good actor or well known and... I just it's just like these things have come together to make it a terrible movie. Like Max von Sydow is so aware he's in a bad movie. Oh yeah. And just like leaning into it so hard. Oh yeah. That's all you can do, right? Lean in. <laughs> lean in. <laughs> like Charles Sandberg told the ladies, just lean in. Just lean in. So yeah, I don't know where you're gonna find that. Nowhere good. You find it in the back dumpster of a burned down blockbuster. <laughs> you probably find it. Just Google it. I'm sure it'll come up. You'll find it. Yeah. I found it. You'll find it. Don't pay money for it. No. No. Please don't. Moving on. You knew we had to get an anime in there. Oh, yeah. I know what anime to give Caitlin. They're, the, they're, they're like the classic garbage anime I could give it. Like 80s stuff. Lots of big poofy hair. Lots of questionable sexual politics. <laughs> Those that, outfits. That kind of stuff. I think I recently mentioned I rewatched Wicked City. Mm, that, was mm. a, that was a rough go. 
so many from the streamlined video era I could give her. But then I thought, no, no, friends. There's something that's out right now. I'm not even saying it's bad. I just don't know who it's for or why it exists. Right. And that is Gaiko Toshotenin Honda-san or Skull-Faced Bookseller Honda-san. Yeah. This is a series of anime shorts based on a Japanese comedy manga by a guy called Honda. Serialized online via the Pixiv comic website since August 2015. The anime started on October 8th, 2018 from a company called studio called DLE. And uh, it is just about a dude who works in a bookstore. Uh, yes, that sells manga. Primarily manga. It is based on the real life experience of Honda, mm-hmm. who has worked in a bookstore for about 10 years. Yep. Um, it is drawn piss poorly. It is animated piss poorly. And there's an old graphic novel called uh, Box Office Poison, I think. Okay. It's really of its time, really kind of like 90s navel gazing type of thing. Right. Uh, indie comic. And at one point, the character who I think the main character who works in a bookstore is struggling novelist, you know, type of thing, writes, finally shows his problematic girlfriend problematic in the sense that they should not have been together not that there was anything wrong with her shows her his novel and she reads it and her criticism is kind of like this seems like it would only make sense to people who work in bookstores right <laughs> which is the takeaway i get from Skullface bookseller honda son mm-hmm. which makes the two of us the perfect audience for it oh yeah i don't know who else would be the perfect audience for this no they're basically like nine minutes of pop about just the struggles of Working in a retail environment, specifically books. Honda-san is a skeleton. A skeleton, yes. Everyone's names are just basically based on whatever, whatever their face is. Yeah. Because he doesn't like drawing faces. So the co-workers either have a suit of armor face, uh, armor helmet, yep. a rabbit head. Uh, a lantern, as in jack-o'-lantern. Jack-o'-lantern. A, a kitsune mask, the fox mask. Yep. Um, the, the pest mask, those... Bird doc, bird beak. Yes, doctor masks. They are. Um, oh my god, they're. Uh, what's that thing that happened? Plague mask. The plague. Yes, and it's just I don't remember everything that happened in detail in the episodes because I haven't watched them for a while. Um, but like the first episode will just be like, "What do you do when a guy comes up that wants a porno manga for his daughter yeah. that's self-published, and how do you tell them that you don't have that?" Also, he's so awkward, and I'm like. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. So awkward. I'm looking for this manga. <laughs> All the like, I love that there's so of, many. A lot of comedic use of English. Forgive the term English in yeah. this. And like people, like white people, like coming <laughs> to get things. Guy Kokujin. Yeah. Foreigners. Uh, Yeah. So uh, there's no plot to speak of. Every episode is no. about nine minutes long, just usually about some, you know, juggling the... It looks like a wonderful bookstore to work at, by the way. Yes, it's when, very like, organized. you have that many staff all devoted oh, to, like, no. one section. Oh, my God. It would... Oh, was one that's per- like he's just, dream. He's just in, in charge of art books. Oh, my yeah. God. Are you kidding me? But, like... I don't even know how to describe it or what questions to ask you. <laughs> like, what? Um, okay, I'll start. Um, I was didn't know what to expect. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I loved all the stuff about boy love 
comics and like uh and what I did really like, and again, this is very, as you said, specific to people who've worked in bookstores, when you can find someone the exact right book, yes. especially when they're like, oh, it's for the, my like seven-year-old niece. And you're like, oh, what is she into? And they're like, I have no idea. Or they have like the very opposite where it's like super specific. There's one where he like kicks the door open and there's just like the powwow between all the staff back there about yeah. like, oh, what am I supposed to tell this guy? And yeah. they're like, oh, give him this. No, give him that. Yeah, and they all have these suggestions because he he doesn't know. Um, And that is like an amazing feeling when you find something perfect and someone's like, thank you so much. As he said, I've never had a merci that was so intense. (laughs) Um, I also loved, so in the sub I watched, they had... Um, all the kanji, they like told you what everything was. Yes. And it was one of those where they like layer stuff on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fantastic because they'd have like ridiculous names of books. Um, a lot of the books, I mean, there are, they're not even parodies, but there's, there's a lot of reference in there. Like, oh yeah. Even the first episode where the, um, where the old man comes looking for the self-published comic, porno comic for yeah. his daughter, he makes, he calls out that it's clearly the main character from Gintama. Okay. Like that's clear. Yeah. That, they will bleep it in the show and like yeah. asterisk it in the sub, but it's like that's obviously Gin dot dot dot. Like <laughs> they make reference to this stuff all the time. Even the first book he hands somebody, I recognized as being School Live. Right. Like so, if you're if you're deep, it, deep or you'll recognize a bunch of that stuff. It's that doesn't really add anything to the show, but no. or take anything away if you don't. Um, one of the episodes I loved the most was the uh, the smiling episode where he has to go to do the customer service training. Right. <laughs> and they're like teaching these people how to smile. And the people who are there are just so happy all the time. Um, smile bigger. Uh, that was a fantastic episode. It was weird and... Yeah, it was, but it just, there's so many things. I mean, we've never, we didn't ever have to do that, but there was a lot of that mentality. Like ask everyone if they've been helped, which is a problem because if you're in the store for an hour, literally 300 people have come up to you and yeah. asked you if you've been helped yet. Um, we can go on for, about that for ages though. Uh, I loved the characters, even though they're all wearing these weird <laughs> masks. I mean, I like that as well. Um, I don't know, there's lots of little things I liked about it. I like the one, uh, the one episode that deals with like vendors. Yes, because we worked in a store that was like you know centralized. Yeah, like and stuff got shipped to us. Like, we didn't. Yeah, we were like a franchise. Like we didn't. Yeah. We didn't have to deal with vendors directly. No. So like, you know, these workers. You know, every Tuesday these guys come in and they want their promo up and they want this up and yep. and. Like, we told you we don't have enough room if you give it to us in this size. And it's like yeah. oh, the super, you know, Japanese corporate world, like Apologia, that comes with that. As all these vendors have their needs that they want to promote their... We're putting out a new collector's edition of whatever. And he's just like, that's going to be so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Those boxes will be so heavy. Okay, who is this for? It's like so... It's such a niche. Narrowly focused. And this oh. is apparently like a... Like, I even knew this show existed because it was, like, blown up on Twitter a little bit. Like, yeah. people were kind of enjoying this Though show. Though I think even if you haven't worked in book retail, like, we've, ne- like you said, haven't worked in vendors. But we understand to a certain degree, like, that mentality, right? Of being the retailer, having these vendors being, like, like, magazines. 
right? Mm. They would come in every once in a while and they'd be like, why is our magazine not in this spot? It's like, because we don't have any or... You were supposed to put this on this fixture. We don't even have that fixture. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to do. Um, I did like when he, there was just a short line in that episode where the, the vendors come up to him again and are like, we're sorry. We like jumped on you for this. We apologize. Um, We understand that you don't want to do this thing. It was like, I I had, I don't mind doing it, but we physically don't have any room. (laughs) Like, he's just like, there's no like physical way I can do this. Um, and the new release day. Yeah. (laughs) New new books come in on whatever day. Um, also there's this weird psychology, I think in there about like, they were lamenting all the, all the books being gone. Like all these people had bought all these Mm. books and they're like, now there are no books on the shelf. And it was like, well, we'll do what we can. We'll order more books. And you're kind of like, what is going on here? This is the retail life. I've never been sad because books have been gone. So there's just these weird moments. I'm like, what is going on actually? So yeah. But I, and I also liked the, um, the viewpoint of like, like the Brazilian guy who comes to ask about. What's he looking for? I remember, I vaguely remember him coming He wants in. to ask why manga, like comic books in right. America have color, but manga is mostly like in black and white. And Honda's freaking out because he doesn't know how to explain this. Um, he tries in English too, right? Doesn't he say it in English? Yeah, and he's like, because basically it's cheaper. And the Brazilian guy's like, I didn't really want to answer. I just want your opinion, which makes Hon- Honda yes. um, even more anxious because that's his character. Um, yeah, I. It, it's so weird. And then he really, the Brazilian guy just needed directions. Like it was, yeah. Like, how do I get here? And then the gay guys who are looking for the, 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 basically the like gay porn hente type, like anime. And they're like, Oh, it's, there's so few of them. And then Honda, Honda was it, like, it's the difference between porn, like a hardcore and softcore. Right? Yeah. Like, and he's like, Oh, but all of this section is boy love. And they're like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that kind of even just like glimpse into things is really interesting. Yeah, if, if, if you have a very specific interest in the uh, Japanese book retail industry, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. It appealed to a very specific type of nerd of which Caitlin and I are probably members. So yeah. there were a lot of things we found interesting about this. I can't recommend it to anyone else. No. Again, I don't know why it exists. Like, I don't know why people spent money to make this. As just in one more example, like when they talk about, um, so we just talked about how they'll like bust into the back room and be like, this man wants this, he's 40 and wants a manga that just has three issues and this thing, and then completely ignores any of that to buy berserk. (laughs) (laughs) Like we've had that happen. I've been like so many times they're like, Oh, I want this, but not be more opposite. I don't, I don't want it to be too much of a heavy read and, but I don't want it to be too long and I, I don't want it to be flighty and I'll like give them this. And then they'll be like, Oh, I know I'm going to get this. Flynn book about Roberto, Roberto Bolaño. <laughs> you're like, you're like, um, what? So, yeah, I just, I, that I felt like, oh yeah, no, I've, I've been there. I've done, that's happened. So yeah, I think you're right. It's like so specifically targeted. I don't, yeah, I definitely think the, re- the reason I texted you to be like, you just need to watch as much as you can because yeah. they're short episodes was, I think it was the customer service, uh, episode where he has to, because again, it's like an indie place so there's no like 
corporation coming in. Yeah. There's no parent company coming and telling them to do this. It's just like a bunch of people from a bunch of different stores, which again, very Japanese thing. Just yep. learn how to do this better. And again, s- similar fashion, even the like training people have weird heads and faces. Yeah. Was it Buddha head? Was that the Yep. Buddha head. And she just is a smiley face. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so accurate. And there's like one, a couple of the other people, like, people who've come to do this training session have normal faces but like cannot smile <laughs> like they just like it's impossible for them smile more so yeah what do you even give a thing like this caitlin i i don't know because like punch kicks i don't know like a five but kick punches like <laughs> a seven because it wasn't it wasn't so bad it was good but i enjoyed it <laughs> like legitimately so oh that's what i adored which that plays at the en- traditional anime fashion plays at the end of the first episode and then is the opening credits of the rest of the theme song did y'all really write a metal song about isbn numbers <laughs> yeah I was I was dying. Um, I wish I had that in my life sooner. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So like, I, it was a bunch of stuff I enjoyed. But yeah, that's that's what I get. But it. we can't say anybody else would. No, but if you did and you've never worked in book retail before, please let us know. <laughs> let us know if you're taking any enjoyment with Skull Face Bookseller Honda on. It's got to be in one of the top ten all time most anime names for anything. Yeah. For sure. So, like, you just roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, let's put these things together. He's roll the anime dice. Skull faced. Cool. <laughs> Adjective. Skull face. Job. Bookseller. <laughs> okay, well, I'll make it work. That is on your crunchy rolls. You can. It's simulcasting right now, so you can even watch it for free. My except God. the most recent episode. What a time to be alive. Just watch a couple ads. Oh, like Crunchyroll, hire new ad people. Your in-house ads are terrible. I yeah, hate them. and just like... I hate them so much. Well, no, I see. I watch the ads and I'm like, oh, that might be interesting. But then they play the same ads over and over again. And by like the third episode of something, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to watch Overlord Crunchyroll. Leave it alone. Just stop. Stop. Well, Caitlin needs to get the hell out of here. I do. It's a, it's a work night. It is a work night. I need to pass the fuck out and die. And then hopefully wake up in the morning. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> if I don't, I always loved you listeners. If you would like to tell me you love me, you can do it on any of our socials at Geek Down Pod, primarily Twitter. That's where I'll tell you I love you too. You can try Facebook. Mm, probably not. Mm, I'll tell you I, I love you. Caitlin might. Yeah. I realized recently that like, I don't even really think about Facebook anymore. I finally hit that point. Oh, that's not so good. Like, come, come late in the evening. I was like, I have not, I even checked Facebook today. I checked Facebook. Don't even care. I care. Because I'm old. (laughs) If you want to support any of our endeavors, including just watching crap and talking about it, please do so on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod, or you can buy us a coffee, Kofi, Kofi, coffee, I'm pretty sure, Um, at uh, coffee, K-O-F-I, dash, 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 K-O-F-I, dot com forward slash geekdownpod. Is that correct? Did I do that right? Yes. There we go. Um, you can buy it for us once or twice or three times. Oh my God, as many times as you want. Yeah. We'd three, love you for anything. Three bucks. Three bucks. Friends, thank you so much for listening. November Crapathon will conclude next week. I'm so excited. I don't know what I'm getting yet, but I know what she's getting. And she knows what she's getting. Oh, yeah. 
I'm going out swinging, y'all. That's good. Aiming for the fences on this one. Pops was the one who suggested it. So good. It's like, has she ever seen this? I'm like, I don't know. And I haven't. The glee, the glee listeners that I felt when I realized she had not seen the movie I'm giving her for next week. Oh, my God. Oh my it's probably going to be a good one. And she's been she's been saying for weeks. She's terrified of the thing she's given me. Yeah. So, man, you got to come back next week for the conclusion of November Crapathon. Dun, dun, dun. Sure. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Hope you join us, friends. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we will see you next week. Bye. on their own just pull them apart who's eating just bread <laughs> what <laughs> who's eating just bread that's true actually why did that roll have something on it the fuck are you doing dempsters <laughs>